Welcome to the Cine Girl podcast. I'm Fran. And I'm Bryony. And this is the podcast where we talk about film and TV and the way it reflects different topics. So um, this podcast is um, Cine Girl Christmas and we're catching up with BB Dierken, who is also Cine Girl's ambassador. Yep. And I mean, in this episode, basically all you need to think about is Christmas. So firstly, let's say Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Yes, Merry Christmas, uh, lockdown or non-lockdown. <laughs> I think it's the one thing I'm, I think I'm really kind of looking forward to that because it feels maybe there's a glimpse of, I don't know, normality or... Yeah, it feels like it'll be a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. So, um, films, Christmas. I chose The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, directed by Ron Howard, narrated by Anthony Hopkins and with Jim Carrey. Excellent choice. A classic. So why did you choose The Grinch? So The Grinch, um, okay, for a start, I think like Jim Carrey was like made to play The Grinch. They're like made for each other. Uh, I mean, it's just like one of those things. But I also think the real hero of the film is Cindy Lou, the little girl, because I think she's the only one that sees actually good in The Grinch. And she believes that, um, you know, that, that there is some good in him and that he's just being misunderstood and that he's not mean and cruel. And it's true. And, um, and also because it has so many different, um, themes explored. You have transformation, you have, uh, community, um, isolation, hate, which yes, Christmas is all about love and coming together, but let's face it, not everyone will be feeling that every year. I mean, you know, some people don't have a family or a community. Um, some people will be um, isolated. And in fact, this year, there will be many who are still, you know, self-isolating. Yeah. Um, so I really love The Grinch. Um, and I kind of think it's a very non-Christmas film, but yet it is because it's addressing all the key parts of what makes Christmas. Yeah, it's got it's got a lot of heart, doesn't it, I think, for... yeah. It's it's a weird film. Like, it, I mean, as a kid, I found it a little bit scary. But yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's very Dr. Seuss, isn't it? It's it's got, yes. It's got that sort of slightly creepy aspect to it, but it but it's full of heart, which I think is what what the best Christmas films are. Yes, that's true. Um, what what was your choice? Well, I've chosen Love Actually. Um, I love it. Which yeah, I mean, I absolutely love it. It's such a classic. I love Christmas films. Like for me. I can't feel Christmassy until I watch a Christmas film. And I do think that like film becomes so important around Christmas time. I feel like it holds more power over us than it does normally because it makes us feel really festive. And Love Actually for me is one of those films that I just have to watch every year. Like if I haven't watched Love Actually, it just feels wrong. But I do think kind of the reason I chose Love Actually was even though I love it and I think it's such a good film, I do also think it kind of holds quite a lot of responsibility into this kind of fashion that we have that's been going on in film for the past like a good 10 years that's kind of makes everyone feel like they can't be alone on Christmas and it's like it really made you know there's this whole theme with films and like making people feel like they have to find love at Christmas I know yeah yeah there's I think there's so much pressure 
during Christmas. Mm, hugely. And film, I feel, is really responsible for that. It is, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, it creates that, you know, every most Christmas films, like Grinch, The Grinch is one of the rare Christmas films that isn't about love. Like most Christmas films have romance in them. No, that's true. And I think with also with Love Actually, it has so many different stories going, so many different situations, you know, and I think it's it's very um, realistic and... Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. And also, um, yeah, it is one of those films that definitely makes you aware of, oh, it's Christmas and you have to watch it. Funny enough, you know, sort of uh, talking about, you know, sort of, I guess, maybe conventional, non-conventional Christmas films and expectations. Um, I love watching um, Daddy's Home too, because um, as you know, I'm I'm divorced, but I'm now with my partner. But but for for my daughter, when, you know, she met her, new stepdad I think daddy's home too it really bonded them like they were watching it over Aww. and over again it was quite cute like I I was not involved in it like whatsoever they just chose that film and they started watching it together and I thought it was really sweet I mean it was very far from our reality because luckily you know you know I get along really well with my ex-husband and everything wow. but but it was still nice to see that side of the story on screen yeah that's so lovely I, I think that's one of the massive things about Christmas films like, I do feel like they bring people together a lot like Elf is one another one of my favorites and oh I, yes I always watch it every year and it really brings like my family together because we went we watched it in the cinema like when it first came out when I was a kid and we've literally watched it together every single year yeah it just feels like such a lovely like family tradition and so well I think soon we have our guest joining us yes let's welcome our guest BB Dirkin uh, BB has worked in the industry for 28 years she studied photography and then started working as a loader focus puller operator and eventually became a cinematographer working worldwide. She's worked on projects such as Eat, Pray, Love, Hugo, Inglorious Bastards, Anonymous, A Most Wanted Man, just to name a few, and recently Agatha Midnight Murders and The Wild Indeed Campaign. So welcome, Bibi. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, ladies. Hi, Bibi. <laughs> How's it going? Are you, are you in Germany now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm since March actually. When the uh, I was actually in London was you know at the time when the COVID, the whole COVID started, and uh, have to confess I just ran home, but also because my family's here, and yeah, I just felt something is something is going wrong. Something is going utterly wrong. So um, I run back to the fatherland and. Uh, mm -hmm. So I can be closer to uh, family. Yeah. And then, I, then it was really difficult to come back. Ah, that's good. <laughs> are, you, are you getting ready for Christmas? Are, are you feeling the Christmas vibes this year? <laughs> not, not, not yet, I would say. No, yeah. but uh, I've just been to the market and we bought a little, uh, how do you call it, this round thing with a, with a pine on it, wreath or something? Oh, a wreath. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one I just bought. So let's see, maybe that will help. What's the situation like in Germany? Are they going to be able to do like Christmas markets and stuff? No, they all have been, Aww. they were all building them all up. And then uh, last week, uh, I think the Chancellor uh, said it's uh, not possible. So now they're all uh, taking them down again. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, but <laughs> all the shops, uh, uh, everybody here is selling mulled wine. So people, um, it's a different Christmas market, but I think you 
it's a you, you can't really take that away from the people here. They they find they find a way to to still be outside and drink the, yeah. the wine. I mean, it's a huge like it's a huge thing here, even the Christmas market. But I feel yeah. like Germany, it's like massive, isn't it? So, yeah. give yeah, the people what they want. I mean, I think for me, as long as I get the the odd, I don't know, cafe that does the takeaway mulled wine, I think I can make a compromise. <laughs> I mean, there's so many films out there, and obviously we're all in the film and TV industry. So, what would you know for you if you think of Christmas and snuggling up on the sofa and watching a Christmas film? Which one would you choose? Well, I think I choose the one. I think you always tend to choose the ones you kind of grown up with. Mm-hmm. I think, and there's one, and that's, you know, we had a little pre-conversation. What I'm uh, like, um, um, it's, it's called a wonderful life. I think it's a very, very traditional one, black and white. And mm-hmm. I always like the idea of um, that there was a, a one angel trying to get his wings. You know, <laughs> so I always uh, I like that one. There's it's very tragic. Then I love there's always snow. All the stereotypes are mm-hmm. there, and I love it. You know, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's the film I've been uh, grown up with, and if you see that, uh, you feel like, oh, okay, it's Christmas. Yeah. So this is the uh, the one I really like. And then after, uh, uh, when I was still a focus puller, I did a film actually in the UK that was called uh, The Last Christmas, and I think that was for BBC or something. Is a television. Oh, cool. And uh, oh, that cool. was with Pauline Quirk and Ray Winston. And nice. And I love that one. And he he was a drunk father. Ray Winston played a drunk father who sits on a cloud with Bobby Moore with a footballer and <laughs> and see his son. And that I, is that so cool. It's really cool. And I like that one. I've actually tried to to find it again and mm. I haven't. And it's I think it's very much I think shot in the nineties or the oh, uh, two thousand mm-hmm. or something. And, yeah, uh, I would really like to uh, see that one again because at yeah. the end we've also been on the um, in on the West Ham Stadium, and yes. they were all singing "Bubbles in the Air." You know, like uh, I loved it. Nice, it was such a cool Christmas film, and you know, really lovely to be part of. I would love to work on a Christmas film. Like, what what happened? Was there any like fake snow or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake <laughs> snow, and it's it's the wow. paper snow. It's the foamy <laughs> snow. It's you know, and it becomes all one big mush at one point, and it's everywhere. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. <laughs> that would be cool. You find well, it I get later. Fun and maybe a nightmare as well at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I love it too. I really think it's 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 lovely. And from a cinematographer point of view, I'm obsessed with shooting in snow. That would be my biggest dream: is do a whole film in snow. Oh. I love it. Well, there was um, the one that Tarantino did a few years ago. Um, what's it called? Hateful Eight. Ah, oh, the Hateful Eight. Yes, of course. Yes. That's mm. the one. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all done on location on on snow. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is. Um, so yeah, no, I I chose the Grinch. I love the Grinch. Um, I've never seen it. Really? Ah. Oh. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> No, it's it's because I think it's very well. It's a very sort of anti-Christmas and yet Christmas film because, you know, the Grinch lives in solitude and, uh, you know, he's portrayed as this potentially cruel, mean character that steals Christmas away from this village. But then here comes this little girl, six-year-old girl, Cindy Lou, 
Um, <laughs> and she, you know, she's actually the real hero of the film, I think, um, uh, because she's the one that actually believes that the Grinch has some good in him and think that he's actually not cruel and he's just being misunderstood. And um, and she helps him to bring back Christmas to the village. And I think that the, the film explores so many nice topics that are very meaningful about Christmas, sort of, you know, transformation, isolation, community, hate, um, you know. And, yeah, I think Christmas can be beautiful and could be quite maybe scary and, and difficult for some people, especially when they're alone or... Yeah, absolutely. Um, isolated, like, you know, maybe this year as well. So, maybe you've worked on an interesting Christmas commercial. Yeah, I did. Uh, um, I did the whole, which is actually quite interesting. The whole campaign is called, uh, it's a commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've uh, did here in Germany, and it's the whole campaign. It's for Indeed, it's for uh, um, for jobs, if you want to get, you know, a job okay. you can log in, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, and they've spent uh, trillions, is absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Uh, we've we've done something with, uh, we shot also uh, one commercial with uh, uh, Father Christmas, with okay. the Santa Claus, and uh, we had to reshoot it because they, I think it was actually really nice because it was not the like the super standard uh, uh, Santa Claus, still very lovingly, very very kind face, but the, in this case he was too slim. You know, normally people are always too fat, but there they were. He, he's been too slim, so they wanted to go for the you know classical Coca Cola type uh, of um, Santa Claus. So we had to reshoot it with a you know with a big chubby. White bearded, you know, with a red cheeks. <laughs> oh, goodness! Yeah, so the and I felt a bit sorry for the other guy because I really liked him. He was sweet. He was very. He had this, I think, a very very special kind face. Hmm. And so anyhow, we had to reshoot it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I, mean, I think the commercial is really nice because it's. Um, it's always done by, a, you know, the, the main cast is a lady that goes through all these commercials, always the same lady. And mm. she is uh, chubby, very uh, not tarted up, you mm-hmm. know, very cheeky, sometimes even unfriendly, you know, in these commercials. And you still take a liking to her. Mm. Yeah. And I, uh, I thought that was really, you know, it's kind of brave what they do. Breaking convention. Yes, mm. they definitely do. And um, uh, I really enjoyed that. The only thing I didn't enjoy was that they took another Christmas Santa Claus. But yeah. I it was really lovely. It says who that Santa has to be fat. I don't understand. Yeah, where has this image come from? I don't know. why. And why is it never a woman? Or why is it never, you know, we never see even a black Santa? Yeah, or... why is it always a, a white man? I know. This is um, definitely something where, and this is, you know, it always, you know, if every time you have these stereotypes, it's the same, I think, with being, uh, you know, a, a female cinematographer. There, there is a similarity. The similarity is that if you think about a cameraman, about mm. somebody's cinematographer, uh, uh, you think, or a plumber, or, um, mm. you know, a fire worker, astronaut, <laughs> whatever it is, you think... About a bloke, and most women also think about a bloke, and yeah, um, yeah, it's the it's just the conditioning. That's all. 
Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, so as more as you see um, uh, women doing this job is more normal, I think it will get, mm-hmm. you know, I hope. I hope it's <laughs> not, not in my changing. Um, I guess that's another reason why I like the, the Grinch because it was very, you know, the opposite of Christmas. <laughs> uh, very unconventional. Yeah, no, a wonderful life couldn't be more Christmassy, I think. Yes. It's the, even though there's a lot of uh, drama in it, but it's uh, it's very traditional in, you know. Um, uh, it's the, the man who, can't, I don't know if you remember, but it's the... the uh, the guy who can't, I think it's James Stewart, who can't support his family anymore and all his workers, he can't secure their work anymore and he's about to take his own life because he can't see any other uh, way out, out of his mm-hmm. misery. You know, so it's not... But then she always sits at home with... The, she's like the super-duper mom with uh, with all the kids, you know. She's preparing everything. and So it's very traditional in that way. Yeah. You know, I still like it. I like it because of Lawrence and the. Every time you hear a little bell, you know that uh, rings. Uh, an angel gets the wings, and I always love that. As a kid, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think it's really interesting actually thinking about you talking about the commercial, because um, I think like adverts, like commercials, actually like play a really big role in Christmas, don't they? Like there are the certain adverts that come on every year. Like the Coca-Cola advert is huge, isn't it? Like people, people go mad as soon as they see the Coca-Cola advert for the first time yeah. with the Coke truck. I think also that the um, the Father Christmas, we know, the Santa Claus we we all know now, the the one in red is the one that's been introduced through Coca-Cola. Yeah, uh, and I think it's always been a green one before, hasn't it? Yeah, it did. Comes from green. France or something. It used to be green. Oh, you're yeah. right, actually. Because um, I think, yeah, that's true. Uh, because I'm just remembering like old Christmas books that I used to read when I was little, and and um, Santa always was in, you know, in this green suit, not red. That's so true. I yeah, the one we have now is clearly Coca Cola. Hmm. Yeah, it goes a huge role, I would say. Yeah, like that's how how much of an influence like commercials and product producting actually has on yeah, yeah. Uh, influence cinema now. That and that's you know a can of Coke. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, th- I mean, there are some great ads out there for Christmas this year. I have to say, um, well, in the UK anyway, there's one that um, Amazon just did, which was really nice. There's one that Sainsbury's um, just did. Uh, the Sainsbury's ones been hugely talked about this year hasn't it because loads of people have basically kicked off it made me quite emotional actually because it just brought back such real memories for me of my family in Italy and you know now we're all sort of you know locked down whatever um stuck so it was really nice I think the UK ones are always very very special Mm. I always love them as well Marks and Spencer's John Lewis John Lewis is the big one Mm. Yeah, I mean, although they've never been quite inclusive, though. No, John Lewis. It's there's always been the the kind of excitement around it, but they are criticised quite a lot, I think, and rightly yeah. so. But they always pick a song, don't they? They always like adapt a song, and that kind of becomes a big Christmassy song for yeah. the year. Um, but I think we are we are we're getting there. I think we're improving as an industry, as society, in general. 
Yeah, I think so as well, even though I have to say, if I look back, you know, things have definitely changed. You know, there's mm. no doubt because when I started, I started in Hamburg in camera or with camera as a loader. And I was the absolute very first uh, woman in the uh, in the camera rental where I started. And mm-hmm. even just to get this, uh, uh, this uh, trainee job, which was at that time always unpaid. So I had to go at nighttime. I worked in a bar in the daytime. I've been in the camera rental just to mm-hmm. uh, support myself. And uh, I've been the, um, as I said, the first one there, and I was not allowed to touch any cameras. The first weeks, I was only allowed to uh, clean the loo and um, oh my god, and no uh, bring bring the all the men uh, food. Oh, so oh my god, that's how uh, you know. And after two weeks, I just said, okay, I know how to bloody clean the loo. I want to, <laughs> I'm yet to learn something else. Oh my goodness! But uh, you know, so this is how. Um, uh, I started um, the glamorous start into <laughs> into camera. And uh, do you think they would have made if you were a man? Do you think they would have made you clean the loo? Or no, they- of course not. Mm. Never. It's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But this this was clearly the role. You know, you are there. In the end, you know, obviously they they became. You know, over the years they became uh, very friendly. Of mm. dear friends. You know, there's no doubt about it. But it's their at the beginning, and it was their first encounter with a woman in a very, very clearly a man's world. Mm. You know that was for them shocking for them. Women is that what they have at home? You know they they mm. they, they clean and they um, get them something to eat oh. and, and the booze. You know, of course, Gosh. to forget the booze. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I honestly do hope. I think for the next big Christmas film. I want a woman who's Santa. Yeah. I think yeah. There's, a one. <laughs> there's no <laughs> Santa women. Yeah. Why can't we be Santa? <laughs> yeah. What I like on, you know, there is, um, there are a couple of organizations where uh, female DPs, when we just talk about it, you know, where mm-hmm. they, where they come together I absolutely adore the girls in the UK. Mm-hmm. Illuminatrix is so freakingly cool. And yeah. um, I love all these. Um, what I love about it is on their Instagram uh, Instagram page, mm-hmm. they show their work. They don't necessarily show themselves in sexy outfits sitting on a Chapman dolly or something. And that's okay. what you see very, very often. Mm-hmm. Also, nothing wrong you know, I don't mind if uh, if you dress like this on set. You know, you can dress whatever you want. I, I don't care. I yeah. all, The only thing I don't like about it or what I think is always dangerous is that you um, that you show yourself in this, you know, I think you reduce yourself just to a sexy girl uh, uh, holding a Steadicam or a sexy girl on, you know. That doesn't mm. – I don't think it, it – it transport that you are capable of doing the job. But maybe that's me being old-fashioned. I have no idea. But I always find it uh, um, difficult if I see this on, you know, or uh, if you see, and that it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, always have a camera on their shoulder, like you see immediately what they do. Do you know what I mean? It's a fine line of... It's tricky. It's tricky. Um, Of course, using your physical appearance to boost your career is you know it depends on the career but uh, you know but uh, you know it's not 
what the, the you know being a you know working camera is about but if it happens that you're good looking and you end up looking good you know holding something you know a steady cam or something whatever um and it's done intentional then it's not anyone's fault um but at the same time no. do we think the same when we see a man with his shorts you know sleeveless muscle wearing a camera in summer i mean we don't look at him that way do we we just think oh he's he's really handsome he's hot and that's it but we don't diminish his his uh, bravura whereas yeah. when it comes to women i think we're yeah. a lot better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's true. Also, I have to say, because I'm a tad older, even though I still feel very young, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen, you know, so many years of American cinematographer or other papers yeah. where the only woman that ever made it in there was a girl who was just super sexy, long blonde hair holding a slide cam. Yes. You know, or the glide cam, the glide cam, you know, that's, uh, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, so for that, for advertising uh, the, um, the techniques, you know, that, that was, you know, you saw that more often. And maybe this is why I don't like it, you mm. know, because it comes from that time. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you always see the, the sexy girl. Otherwise, she wasn't allowed to do anything in the camera. Uh, and, you know, maybe the trainee and bring nice teas. You know, mm. that's, as long as you surf, that's also very cool. Now, I'm not saying that out of bitterness, but you really have to make your – you really have to make a, a point when you go into camera. You have to, you have to be careful not to fall into that trap yes. for too long, you know, by um, mm-hmm. um, serving other people. And I've stayed a focus puller, I think, a, a wee bit too long. I should have started earlier, but mm-hmm. uh, it took me a long time to be confident enough to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what? It's so interesting actually hearing you talking about like being on on set and the role of like the way you look on set because for me like I'm a writer like all I do is basically sit in my pajamas all day and I don't speak to anyone <laughs> and I, I, it's like it's such a difference isn't it like there is there's this level of pressure for like you know what to wear on set and and how you look and stuff where where there just there just isn't that level when you write you can literally look however you want and it's just a little thing but it it's you know, it is one of the things that I really like about it is that I I can just be so comfortable and I can just look however I want and it doesn't matter. Mm. Well, it was so lovely talking to you ladies and um, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Bibi, for coming today as our guest. It's been a pleasure talking to thank you. you. Um, and to and- you, good. women wonderful women wonderful women having a wonderful christmas (laughs) yes merry christmas everyone and um happy new year merry christmas and to you i think i'm saying it the first time this year merry christmas and a happy new year